Good evening, Patriots. I am Praying Medic. It is Tuesday, November 10th, and this is my nightly news and information update. Normally, I would come to you live on CloudHub Channel 115. We are temporarily offline until CloudHub finds another video hosting service. All right, well, I've got a lot of news, a lot of good news to get you caught up on tonight. However, I'm going to start with a little discussion of my and latest book, The Great Awakening. If you are a follower of Q, or if you're interested in learning about Q, my book, Great Awakening, it is the second book in the Q Chronicle series. I cover Q's posts from roughly December 2017 through March of 2018, at least the posts that Q brings up, and then a lot of those posts are actually carried out to the present time. This book uh, discusses uh, subjects like the Rothschilds family, uh, North Korea, uh, the actually corruption in the Red Cross is the third to the last chapter. Uh, we talk quite a bit about uh, in the Rothschild chapter that segues into corruption in the Vatican, and then we get to talk about uh, the Titanic and whether or not it had any influence on the way that the Federal Reserve was created. The book, The Great Awakening, is available on Amazon right now, paperback, and on Kindle. All right, today. The Obamacare individual mandate went before the Supreme Court. Uh, arguments were heard. There has not been a ruling. Brett Kavanaugh and Justice uh, John Roberts both said they were somewhat open to keeping Obamacare alive. Like I said, there hasn't been a ruling on that. We're going to have to wait and see what happens with it. Uh, Andrew McCabe testified before Congress today about his role in Spygate. Uh, McCabe was actually fired from the FBI for lying, and he came into Congress today and told a few more whoppers. <laughs> Basically, he denied any uh, anything illegal, immoral, or unethical, which is kind of what you expect. But the thing about McCabe's testimony is, regardless of what he admits to or what he denies, his statements are being recorded for the benefit of us. At a later date, when documents are declassified and made public, if he lied during his testimony, the public is going to know. Uh, this is an information warfare issue. So I wouldn't get too too wrapped up in, you know, oh, nothing's going to happen to McCabe. Well, things are going to happen to McCabe, actually. Uh, all of these guys, things are going to happen to them. It's you know, the, Congress doesn't have the ability to prosecute. Congress is giving us the ability to hear the testimony and get the information. All right, let's move on to election news. Uh, the votes that were counted today in Arizona are breaking for Trump, but they're not breaking at the level that they need to uh, if Trump is going to overcome the uh, lead that Joe Biden has. So this is the latest from Data Orbital. They've been tracking all this. Uh, currently, the margin that lead that Biden has is 14,468. According to Data Orbital, there are still about 61,000 total ballots outstanding, 36,000 roughly of those are provisional. So we're just going to have to keep waiting to see how this goes. Just to make you aware, um, the Trump campaign has already filed lawsuits in Arizona because they believe that uh, Arizona, uh, in certain counties, especially in Maricopa, that they illegally uh, destroyed or discounted legal ballots. So that is not going to be settled anytime. Well, it could be settled in the next week or two, but there's lawsuits pending. 
All right, we have this election update. Uh, GOP candidate Michelle Steele has won her race in California's 48th district after incumbent uh, Harley Rauta conceded the race. That is a pickup in the House for Republicans. Also, Burgess Owens is extending his lead in Utah District 4. 20,000 votes were dropped today. He picked up 1,000, extending his lead to 1780. It looks like Burgess Owens is going to win our election there in Utah. Also, People's Pundit Daily, uh, been following them for the elections. They have finally called uh, the race in North Carolina for Donald Trump. Not too unexpected, but that's good news. That race has been called. Also, Tom Tillis has won his race. Uh, he's a Republican in North Carolina. And so that helps the balance in the Senate. We now have a balance in the Senate of 48 Democrats, 49 Republicans. And the three that are still outstanding... So there's uh, Dan Sullivan's race in Alaska has not been called, although he has a 62 to 32% margin. I don't know when they're going to call that race. The other two that are outstanding are uh, two Georgia senators. They're incumbents, both Republicans. Uh, Loeffler and I can't think of the other guy's name, <laughs> but uh, I might think of it in a minute. They are going to a runoff. And so... Uh, Purdue, uh, right. So as Loeffler and Purdue are going to a runoff, they have a good chance of being reelected. So it looks like Republicans are going to keep the Senate probably with a 52-48 uh, margin is what I'm guessing. Now in the House, as it stands right now in the House, Democrats have 218, Republicans have 201 seats, and there are still a number that are outstanding, but I don't know why some of these races are taking so long to call. But they just have to be patient. They're getting around to it. President Trump has been tweeting a little bit today. Uh, he Oh, where did that go? He tweeted this morning. <laughs> Ballot counting abuse. He just tweeted this out. Uh, and then he also tweeted out, watch for massive ballot counting abuse. And just like the early vaccine, remember, I told you so. So the president is clearly signaling to us that there's going to be evidence coming forward about uh, ballot abuse. Uh, so that's what we need to be looking out for. Uh, also in the elections, so this is from uh, the Epic Times in Pennsylvania, nearly, nearly 35,000 ballots were returned in the Pennsylvania election. They were returned on the same day that they were mailed out. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's not impossible to have uh, a piece of mail be mailed out in state and reach a location at the same time. It's it's unlikely. Usually, it takes at least you know two or three days. So you have thirty five thousand ballots that were returned on the same day they were mailed. You have twenty three thousand ballots that have an impossible return date. The return date was before the send date, and you can't uh, you you can't have a ballot arrive somewhere before it was sent. So those uh, dates, it looks like those. Ballots were probably backdated illegally, and they were caught. And about 9,000 ballots have no set date. So there's investigations going on, and there's lawsuits. And speaking of lawsuits in Pennsylvania, uh, attorneys general from Nebraska and West Virginia have joined uh, a friend of the court brief challenging Pennsylvania's mail-in ballots. I think that brings a total to either 10 or 11 state attorneys general who have signed on with the Trump campaign in challenging the Pennsylvania election. Also, 
President Trump has uh, filed a federal lawsuit in Michigan to keep the state from certifying its election results. That uh, lawsuit was filed tonight. And <laughs> in election news, Dick Blumenthal was not happy about the fact that Attorney General Barr decided to authorize investigations of election fraud. He went on a little bit of a rant uh, saying that uh, this is he's deeply troubled by Barr uh, <laughs> authorizing investigations into election fraud. Actually, a lot of people are, are kind of panicking about that. Um, when he was asked today what the State Department was doing to help uh, Joe Biden transition into the new, his new administration, Pompeo said, there is going to be a smooth transition into a second Trump administration. Uh, Pompeo was very cool, very collected. He is not acknowledging that Biden won the election. He is signaling, as are all of Trump's people, the entire cabinet, everyone is signaling that Trump is not leaving, that they're preparing for uh, another administration, for a second term for President Trump. Uh, speaking of, uh, well, Chuck Schumer went on an angry rant today, and he's demanding that the Trump administration concede. He was actually responding to Mike Pompeo. He said, look, look at reality, Secretary Pompeo. Joe Biden has won. He's won the election. Now move on. Yeah, well, that ain't happening. Uh, and this is an interesting uh, news article today I found. So the Trump administration has instructed all federal agencies to prepare their budgets for the next year. Uh, President Trump has no plans of leaving. He, he is showing zero plans that he is leaving the Oval Office. He believes he's going to stay in. So he's telling all the agencies, get your budgets ready for next year. Uh, interesting little tidbit I saw on Twitter today. Um, CIA Director Gina Haspel had a meeting with Mitch McConnell today. It supposedly lasted about 20 minutes, according to the press pool on the Hill. Haspel came out and said, have a good evening, everyone, and she did not answer any questions. So we don't know what's going on there. Uh, why she went in to meet with McConnell, I don't know. Uh, and we have this just in. So this is from uh, one of the White House uh, people who follows news. Pentagon has confirmed the exits of Anderson, who at this is uh, Department of Defense. So Department of Defense um, policy undersecretary Anderson is gone. Kernan is gone. He was undersecretary of defense for intelligence and Stewart is gone. He was a chief of staff for the secretary of defense. The replacements are, are Anthony Tata, Ezra Cohen-Watnick and Cash Patel. And he says that's a pretty clean sweep from traditional defense Republicans to Trump loyalists. And that is correct. I had a feeling before the election that the president was going to get rid of uh, swampy, deep state sympathizers and surround himself with loyalists after the election. That is exactly what he's doing. So kind of a recap here. Uh, un former Undersecretary of Defense for Policy Anderson is being replaced by Trump loyalist Anthony Tata. Tata was actually uh, nominated for this position, uh, Undersecretary of Defense for Policy, back in August. He ran into some problems in the Senate Armed Services Committee. He, they couldn't get his nomination through. Uh, people suspected he was way too loyal to Trump and they didn't want him in. Well, now he's in. Uh, now, we also have Undersecretary of Defense Kernan. This is Undersecretary of De Defense for Intelligence. Kernan is a, uh, I think he's a former Vice Admiral. 
he is being replaced by Ezra Cohen Watnick. And if you've been following Q, you know about Ezra Cohen Watnick. He is a he's a General Flynn protege. He uh, studied under General Flynn. He is a highly respected and highly uh, valuable asset to the Trump team. He was working DOJ. He was he was the Attorney General's um, at, in, I think intelligence advisor for a while, but now he is going to the Defense Department. And there is a just kind of a backstory here with Kernan, who is a USDI. Q made a drop back in September, suggesting that the USDI Kernan may have been involved in a, in a at least a plan to overthrow the president. So it's good to see that these people are leaving. Now, uh, we have a new acting secretary of defense. That's Chris Miller. He is a Trump loyalist. His chief of staff, Cash Patel. Right. And if you remember Cash Patel, he is another Trump loyalist. He was a friend of actually an aide for Devin Nunes. He helped write the Nunes memo. It took a lot of heat from Adam Schiff and people in Congress. So you've got a bunch of loyalists who are now take, going into the Defense Department and they're going to be taking over. And that is awesome news. Oh, this just in. So apparently, uh, <laughs> this DC reporter, something else is up. Nunez's other goon, Michael Ellis, who was also at the National Security Council, was made general counsel of the NSA today. All right, so we have another Devin Nunez ally coming in as uh, the general counsel for the NSA. So the swamp is being drained and we're getting some good people in, some patriots. And that those are all signs that Trump is not going anywhere. He is not leaving. President Trump is staying and the swamp is really not happy about it. This just in from the president. He tweeted this out right before this broadcast. Ballot corruption will be exposed tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on Sean Hannity at Fox News. So if you want to catch that, check it out. If there's anything interesting, I'll post it on Twitter. And that, believe it or not, is all I have for you tonight. Uh, thank you for joining me. Short update tonight. Uh, no military intelligence drops, but everything is going very, very well. I'm following all this news on Twitter. I'm posting all those things. I'm very encouraged by what I'm seeing. Uh, anyone who is concerned that President Trump is going to give up, quit, it ain't happening. Uh, a lot of Republicans are realizing they have to come to the support of the president. Even if they got into the swamp through corrupt elections, uh, they, they don't have a choice to, to just kind of wink and nod and ignore this anymore. It's coming out. It's all going to come out. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. There's been a lot of firings and <laughs> replacements announced today. Probably going to be some more tomorrow. Will Chris Ray be uh, leaving this week? Will Gina Haspel be leaving? I don't know. But I'm very encouraged by what I'm seeing today. So if this broadcast has blessed you, you can support me on Subscribestar. Link to my Subscribestar page is in the description box. You can also get my books, Calm Before the Storm and The Great Awakening. They are on Amazon. There is a link in the description box. Please keep me and Denise in prayer. Keep the president and his new cabinet in prayer. Keep the military and Q in prayer. Love you all. Take care. I will catch you on the next broadcast.